right. All right, calm me down. Good to see how miserable you are that now that I'm back. I've been watching all your solo videos. You're like, hey, what's up, guys? Now you're like, this motherfucker's back. All right. Well, I guess. Oh, actually, no, I actually missed you. This this is good. <laughs> this, this is good. <laughs> oh, you missed me? I'm just mad that we have to talk about this stupid ass team. That's what. Well, you've been doing a great job, bro. So you can make this the cold open because you because you've been killing it with the mock drafts. For everyone that might think that like we didn't, you know, like we broke up or something. No, I just had a kid. I'm ill. I'm ill. I'm ill. I'm ill. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. As you can see, it's a beautiful day to discuss other people's excellence. I'm the unforgettable one himself, Mr. Brett Carroll. Charles is back from daydreaming, and we're two guys that get paid by Prokhorov to talk about next propaganda. Exhaustion, not daydreaming. Not a lot of dreaming going on. <laughs> we, uh, this is a pod we did not think we were going to be doing this early. Uh, at least Charles didn't. I kind of had a feeling we would be doing it this no, early. No, we're still – game seven would have been this weekend, so it's still earlier than expected. Yeah, for you, yes. Um, th- this, is, this is a pod that is bittersweet because it's the end of the season, but it's not the end that we wanted. It's the ending that I don't think anybody, any of us clearly saw. Um, the Nets, if you've been living under a rock – have been swept by the Boston Celtics in round one of the NBA playoffs. So the the Brooklyn Nets with Kyrie Irving and Kevin Durant did not win a single game in the NBA playoffs. Something no team can, no other team can say in the league, which is, well, that that made the playoffs, which is insane to think about. The only Um, team that got swept in the 2022 NBA playoffs had Kevin Durant, and Kyrie Irving on the roster, which is disappointing to say the least. I think I speak for both of us when I say that last year hurt more, at least for me and Brett, last year hurt like physically, emotionally, way more than this year. This year is more annoying. And that's the best way I can describe it because like annoying is a broad term, but annoying is, is more like I'm disappointed. But last year was way more hurtful than this year because the first game for for what it's worth is a classic basketball game if you didn't watch game one even though it's a sweep game one's great like it hurt to lose but like it was one of those games where you're like damn that was i wish my team won like that because it was a spinning layup jason tatum won on a buzzer beater Kyrie had 40 points and and got the nets back in the game it is going to be on nba tv for the foreseeable future when they play all the replay games or random playoff games but overall, the Nets disappointed. It came down to the line that, mind you guys, I said it. I know what I said. I know how stupid it sounded when I said, we only lose if we get out coached. When I said to Brett, because Brett, for everyone that wants to know, did not let me forget I said that at any point. When I say any point, I mean like we ended recording. He brought it up. I talked to him on the phone. He brought it up. Like the game one, two, three, four. He brought it up. He brought it up, guys. What I meant by that was I had enough faith in the two superstars and the talent of the roster, because this is not a, like a, a not talented roster, um, to, to win, at least not get swept, but to win the series. With that being said, Kyrie was amazing in game one. 
sucked for the next three games by his own standards. Kevin Durant was the worst version of Kevin Durant in his NBA career. And I'm not being hyperbolic. It was the worst version of him. He had 17 turnovers, just him, just Kevin Durant in games one through three. I I don't even know what the final number would be if he had any turnovers in game four. I'm assuming he did because give the Boston Celtics their flowers, the best defense in the NBA. What do you always say, Brett? Defense wins championships. And And the Celtics have our coach, and I'm sorry, have the guy that should have been our coach, and he's doing amazing. Jason Tatum, amazing. Jalen Brown, hold on. I I, I slandered Jalen Brown's name in the last three years on this pod because I did not think he was on the same level as Jason Tatum. I did not think he was this superstar player. And I'll, I'll be happy to say I don't, I don't know why everybody thinks that. I, I don't get it. I really don't. Every time I see Jalen Brown, he plays well, and yet it's almost like it's almost like we just keep saying, yeah, but it's, it's almost like people act like it's an asterisk. I'm like, no, this dude's been balling since he got into the league. And it's almost, and what I love about he's Jaylen been balling, Brown, but he's took a step the last year too. Like he has improved as, as he should. He's a young player. And my thing is I, what I love about Jalen Brown. I think he plays with that chip on his shoulder. He hears the noise. He hears that. Oh, he's the one that should be traded because it's Jason Tatum's team. He's the one that remember even at draft night, Oh, the Celtics reached when they got Jalen Brown, they should have taken him third overall. That was a reach. He's heard all of this. And I think it fuels him. I think that he's one of those guys that he's not going to talk much, but he's he has this attitude about him. It's okay, cool. Y'all keep slandering my name. I'm going to keep showing you that I've been that dude since I came into the league too. And so as much credit as we want to give Jason Tatum, Jalen Brown actually played just as well, if not better than Jason Tatum in this series. Let's not forget, Jason Tatum also kind of was a volume scorer in this series. It's not like he was just lighting it up per usual. And a lot of those games, especially game two, it was Jalen Brown who was the spark plug for this team. So I want to give credit. And you know I love me some Jason Tatum. That's my brother. I love that guy. But I want to give Jalen Brown some credit because for, for too long, he's kind of been dismissed as the other guy. And I, I and for the life of me, I don't understand why. For the life well, of I me, understand why. He was the other guy to Tatum's rising star. But they went from a A and B thing to a dynamic duo, like 1A, 1B instead of just A and B. So I want to give him his props. I've been one that, that said he wasn't this type of guy. So when I see him be a major factor in why the Nets got swept, because some people want to focus on how KD got double teamed and triple teamed, and it was just single coverage for the football term on Kai, when when it, it's Jalen Brown that's D-ing up Kyrie Irving when Kevin Durant's getting triple teamed or double teamed. Give him his props. That, that's like Kyrie dropped 40 when he was getting double teamed. Like this is, this is, this isn't like, you know, high school basketball defense. This is the, one of the best, the best defense in the NBA. So I want before I start railing against my nets, I want to do all my Celtic fan friends, give them their flowers because this is a great defense. I don't get it twisted. Absolutely. And, and we knew this going into, going into the series. And yet a lot of nets fans were looking at me crazy when I brought that fact up. But my thing with Jalen Brown is early on in their careers, Jalen Brown's a better player than Jason Tatum. And I guess where everybody says, oh, well, Jalen Brown's ceiling is here. Jason Tatum will surpass him. And what we've realized is mm, maybe his ceiling is a little bit higher than we think it is. Because even though Jalen, Jason Tatum has surpassed him, he's become the better player. Jalen Brown has continued to get better as well. Jalen, so you know, those two 
our franchise cornerstone. Somebody on Twitter, some rando on Twitter. He must be a Celtics fan. I'm not going to give him his name out. You could find me responding to him on Twitter. Uh, found one of my tweets from 2019 and said, oh, this aged well. Because I said something along the lines of uh, get back at me next year when the Celtics don't have Kyrie to be the scapegoat and we're in a better position. He's like, oh, this aged well. Motherfucker, next year from this tweet was 2020. We beat the Celtics since then. Like, the fuck? It's been three years. Like, I, I'm, and I, I'd get it if I was Stephen A. But you, you found my tweet. My tweet. Little old me. Not, not the dope block. You found mine. So just, bro. You know, Celtics fans like you are why people hate Celtics fans. Congratulations. That's what you want. You wanted to be the heel. I, I, I applaud it. That level of pettiness is something I aspire to. So I'm not hating on you, but I'm clowning you for being such a fucking loser. Uh, fuck the Celtics. Anyway, back on to the Nets. On to the Nets. My issue coming out of this suite, besides the embarrassment that this team with this star power got swept, is twofold. When we going into game four, a lot of it was about Ben Simmons and, and the newer segment of the Nets fans acting like he's going to be a savior. Anybody that's listened to me or knows me knows I've never been a big Ben Simmons fan. I've never been a Ben Simmons fan from LSU to now. Um, so I never thought he was going to be a savior. I never thought he was coming back. Hold on. Mm-hmm. The, the, my bigger issue besides all the Kyrie narrative that's always going to be there with him not playing all year and, then, and and what he said after the game about gelling is we have Kevin Durant. Before he was ever a net, he was in the tier of superstar that is with LeBron James and Steph Curry and all these guys. Some people in the last three years have said he's the greatest player on the planet. Okay. Well, I know for a fucking fact, if LeBron James got swept in the first round, the narrative, me and Brett would still be scrolling past our YouTube subscriptions because that's all the world would be talking about. And here we are after getting swept and the narrative isn't how bad Kevin Durant played, how we were running the point through an ice cold dude, turning the ball over. It's about how he tweeted at Charles Barkley. It's, it's, it's about how Kyrie keeps saying these dumb tone deaf things from the team's not gelling to the media's racist. And that's why he's getting criticized when we're all talking about basketball, aren't we? Mm-hmm. So is Kevin Durant, the, the would-be leader of this team, is he the best player on the team? Because if he is yes to either of those questions, why the fuck is Kyrie and Ben Simmons the topic of conversation? Because it's not Kevin Durant's fault we lost. And you're going to say it is on the coaching. It is. That is 100% why we lost. Who co-signed Steve Nash's coach? I, I So, yes, it's, it's Kevin Durant's fault we lost because that was Kevin Durant's dude. I knew I – tweet, I told you at the halftime of game two, the series was over. Mm-hmm. And you said, bro, we're still up by 10. And I said, okay, Charles, dot, 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 we'll see. I knew then we weren't going to win. We're up 17, and this fool let, let, let them come back to 10. And by the way – Game two, the Celtics came out so flat. It's almost like they conceded the series. 
It's almost like they did not believe they could win this series. It's almost like they were saying the same thing you were saying after game one. Wow, KD played like shit, and we still barely won, and we still barely won. It's almost like they were just satisfied with winning a game. They came out so flat in that first half of, of game two. I was, I was actually shocked. And when we let them back in the game and the crowd got going and they got their confidence back, I, I knew the series was over. I knew the series was over. You Coaching matters. Coaching matters. Steve Nash did not deserve the job. Me and you argued white privilege. You, you disagree with me and Stephen A. when I said white privilege. Here's why it's white privilege, and here why, here's why that matters. You just brought up Ime Adoka, who was on our staff, who watched last year when Milwaukee did the same thing to Kevin Durant and how we made no adjustments. So when he went to Boston, he said, wait a minute, we could do what Milwaukee did, but better. They have P.J. Tucker to do all this stuff. We got multiple guys that we can do that to Kevin Durant with. No, they have the defensive player of the year, too. But, but that's my point. They have mo- where Milwaukee, it was really P.J. Tucker beating up Kevin Durant, making his life miserable. Ime Doka realized, wait a minute, we have multiple guys that can do that. And I know Steve Nash is not going to make any adjustments because he didn't make any adjustments against Milwaukee. I said it last year against Milwaukee. Steve Nash cost us that series. And this is why, and this is why the white privilege thing is important. There's a guy by the name of Phil Handy who should, who should have been the coach. He's not going to get the job now. You know why? Because the Nets can't afford, not because of a race thing, the Nets can't afford to take another chance on a guy that's never coached, been a head coach before. Even though Phil Handy's way more qualified. Phil Handy's been an assistant coach for like 10 years now. Phil Handy has three rings with three different franchises. Phil Handy has the respect and the cachet of a Kyrie Irving and a Kevin Durant. Phil Handy's a guy they would actually listen to, even if, because again, I'll be fair to Steve Nash. The ISO ball, that might have been KD and Kyrie. I don't know. But the point of the matter is, either he didn't have plays, or he didn't have the cachet to tell those guys, yo, we can't play like this. But even in retrospect, even in retrospect, I'm hesitant to say the white privilege, because the white privilege thing is, is, is not just basketball, it's all sports. The white coaches with no resume get hired. I'm not denying that. I'm, so don't even try to twist like I'm that guy. But my, my problem with it calling that white privilege is we also had Dan Tony on the staff, who is way more qualified as a head coach in the NBA than Steve Nash. Is. As simple as that. Like, it's not just that the black assistants were there and more qualified. We had a really, really white guy that was way more qualified that I think everybody would have been more comfortable with going into the playoffs both years now with Dan Tony. Oh, and it's obvious him leaving was a huge deal because even last year, we at least ran some plays. We don't run any plays this year. And, but the point I'm making is that's why I say it's not fair because there's a, not just Phil Henry, a guy like Sam Cassell, a guy like Ime Adoka, these guys have been working their ass off to get their opportunities. And when you let people cut the line like this and then fail miserably, it makes it that much harder for those guys to get a job. And by the way, not just black coaches, there's white coaches who have been assistants that are, that are waiting their turn. And again, their mean, has been, been waiting forever. That dude's been an assistant almost as long. It, feel, it feels like he's been an assistant just as long as he was a player. Right. And so now what's going to happen, or at least what I think is going to happen is, the Nets are going to go with a guy 
with a better resume, who's one at the highest level that they know that they're comfortable with, that they trust, which is probably going to be an old white guy. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Take the race out of it. You know what I mean? Like, I, I just don't like, let's, let's, let's uh, cross that bridge when we get there. Right. So the problem I have with just solely blaming Steve Nash, and as you know, literally you, um, I, I was really heated at Steve Nash during the series. So I'm not like absolving him of blame because he didn't coach. That's like, he didn't even do a bad job. He didn't do his job. So, so that's, that's beyond the point, but that's who they wanted. Like the, the one thing that got thrown in all of our faces, Nets fans, the Nets organization is y'all didn't need a coach. All y'all were the coaches. So I'm not blaming Steve Nash for this bullshit. Y'all said it. And that's what makes Kai's tweets, at least earlier today at the time of the recording, that it's uh, the media being racist and all this other shit. It's bullshit, bro. And, and I'm going to get to that. And I'm going to get to that, too, because that's that's my point. It's not the player's fault on the floor because the coach was bad. It's the player's fault for giving this guy the job. And what the Nets need to do, and I'm taking my bias out because you know those two guys are my brothers. I know them. I love them. Yeah, I'm cool. I, I think, like, I, I, but like, let's be real. I, as as a business, as somebody who business and, and and just as a fan, the Nets have to put their foot down. The Nets need to go to those two guys and say, "Yo, man, we did it your way for three years, and we have gotten nothing back in return. We're doing it our way now." And if you don't like it, we'll, we will trade you. And that means getting a coach that they respect, getting a coach. And what's probably going to happen is, because player player empowerment, you still have to get the players involved. The players will be involved, but they're not going to get their guy. They'll be cu- they'll be kept in the loop. Hey, here's who we're here's who we're thinking about. Here's who we're interviewing. If you want, you can hop on a Zoom call with us, and so you can listen in on the interview process, and you can ask questions. And what probably will happen is at the end of it, they'll say, "Here's the three guys we like," and they'll probably say, "We like this guy the most." But who do you guys want to pick? Who who are you guys more comfortable? But it's out of these three guys, and no no nobody you want. Out of the three guys that we like, which one do you guys want the most? That's probably what's going to happen as a collaborative process. And to be fair, I think I think the Nets have every right to do that. And if, yeah. Kevin, Durant, and if Kevin Durant and or Kyrie Irving has a problem with that, I got to be honest with you. The Nets have every right to say, well, then get out. Like, that's not fair. We've given you the money. We've given you carte blanche to do whatever we want. We brought in your friends. We traded for James Harden. We brought in Steve Nash. We let you skip games. We let we we stood by you. When no, you they, they, the net, you no one can blame the Nets for anything besides giving the superstars exactly what they want. We, and, and and we don't gotta like everybody. And it's, knows, not, and it's not one year again. It's not one year. These guys are re-signed at this point. Three, right? Three they years. already signed and are re-signing. The, so they gave you the first full contract to do what you guys wanted to do. And we haven't even have a, a conference finals to show for it. No, bro, it's it's even, it's worse than that. Real quick, you you say hey, they're your brothers. Hell yeah, but what you, someone something a part of being a brother is telling you when you're fucking up. That's part of being somebody's brother, and and and, and to blame the media for no, it's not the media. Hold yourself accountable because out of the last three years, there could have been two hundred and forty six. 246 games where Kyrie and KD played with each other. 247. Okay, 247. They've played less than 60 games together. 
in three years. Now you can say one year is a wash because of KD's injury. You can say, hey, 2020 was crazy because of uh, the pandemic, the bubble, the riots, all that stuff. Sure. But this year, at least when it comes to accountability, it's on both of you. Kai, you didn't want to take the shot. You got to own that. You can't you can't get get on the mic, be tone deaf, and say, "Well, we're, we're, those guys are gelling, and we're just not gelled yet." Who, that's your fault. That is, like, if you don't show up for work, and, and the team don't know what to do because they're they're pretty much starting like it's you know October in April. Own it. You got to own it. KD. Man, I don't like like the thing that gets me is now there's there's little hints, and I'm not saying this is coming from anybody on the nets, but oh well, maybe KD should has to get out now. Da, 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 da. Has to get out of the team that he he's built. Now, about, yeah, let me say that too. Let me say that too. Guys, relax, relax. So, we don't have to trade a whole team. We don't got to do this. We just need better coaching. Yeah, I don't know. Let me be clear, man. I'm, we, I'm getting on KD. Oh, real quick. KD, Kyrie, Steve Nash, Sean Marks. See these four people? Those are the four fucking losses we just got swept. That's who's getting blamed. Those four guys. It's on y'all. Y'all are the pillars that hold up the nets. Yeah. So if you're going to blame the coach. Steve Nash has to go. Steve Nash has to go. It's just that simple. Yeah. Uh, and, by, and by the way, we said this last time. I like Steve Nash. First of all, I don't blame Steve Nash for taking the job. If somebody asked me, yo, you want to coach an NBA team? I'm like, yeah, why not? <laughs> Fuck, that's I have more ill will as a fan, not as a human being, but as a fan. I have more ill will right now towards Ben Simmons than I do Steve Nash for what you just said. I don't blame Steve Nash for taking not, this job. I'm not mad at Steve Nash for taking the job. And, and in fact, we said this on the last pod. If they want to just demote him to an assistant coach, that's fine. He, bro, he, I don't, I'm not saying that Steve Nash will never be a great head coach. He's got to learn. But this was not the team to be learning. Like, this is a team that was championship or bust. You don't bring a guy in that's never done it before on any level, at any capacity, and say – Oh, yeah, you're going to learn on the job. No. Demote him to assistant, groom him, let him experience it. It's just that simple. And and my thing is, and and the reason why it annoyed me going into the series, not just with you, but with all these stupid-ass Nets fans that were fucking arguing with me, but, oh, my God, but we have Kyrie Kyrie and KD. As if I didn't know that. Like, oh, shit, I forgot. You're right. We have Kyrie and KD. Idiots. I know them. They're my brothers. Before Charles got on, I was on the phone with Kai. I have KD's number. I have, I, we follow each other on Instagram and everything like that. I know them. And I'm still saying that's not good enough. And you idiots are arguing, not you, but you all, you other idiots are arguing with me like, oh my God, but we have Kyrie and KD as if I did not know that. You're not going to find a bigger Kyrie and KD fan than me besides their fucking parents. Okay. So when I say that that's not going to be good enough, there's a reason why I'm saying it. Because I watched this team all year, and the only time we even won games is when one of those dudes was dropping 40-plus. And that was the same thing all year. And and that was against bad teams. So I'm sitting to myself, wait a minute. So how are we going to play against good teams that, that have game plans against us? Like I said, People don't realize when you go into the playoffs, 
you get a binder this freaking thick. You get a binder this freaking thick on the other team with all their tendencies, all their plays, all the, all the, all the everything. Teams are ready to game plan against you in the playoffs. And we had a coach whose game plan was super simple. That was high school football. And, and I say football because that's what it was. It was, oh, I got a star running back. I'm just going to keep running to the right every time. But, Coach, they're overloading the right side. I don't care. We're just going to keep doing it and, and pray it works because my running back my best player. Matter of fact, here's an adjustment. We're just going to run Wildcat. I want him to play quarterback at this point because I need the ball in his hands every single time. Am I going to blame the running back for throwing three interceptions? No, because that's not his job. You were using Kevin Durant as a fucking point guard. The one thing he can't do. It's literally the only thing in his game that he's not that good at. God forbid. And oh, no, and, and he made me look like an asshole because I was arguing with a Celtics fan saying that all he is is a scorer. I was like, no, he isn't. He, he's a really good passer, too. And apparently, because when I was defending the six assist the average this season, like they took it as he's a facilitator. No, he's not. He makes smart plays. That doesn't mean he's the point guard. That doesn't mean he's a point forward. That doesn't mean just because LeBron James is a point forward and you're the greatest player in the world, you got to play like LeBron James. Exactly, and that's and that's the that's the issue that play, especially in basketball, it's the same argument I make for LeBron versus Jordan. Just because somebody's the greatest doesn't mean whoever is coming up has to play exactly like them. We don't do that in any other sport. Kevin Durant is great for what Kevin Durant does. LeBron is great for what LeBron does. MJ is great for what they do. They're three totally different players with three totally different playing styles. And yet, it's like in order to be the GOAT, you have to mirror whoever we think the GOAT is at this time. That's not how that works. And again, what frustrated me about this is people are arguing with me about how good these guys are. I never question their greatness. Bro, everybody listening knows you don't know shit about I'm saying the way we play basketball is not conducive. And Charles, this is really going to piss you off. You know how I knew it wasn't going to work? Do you you know how how I really knew it wasn't going to work? Something I said that was stupid, apparently? It's the same thing I keep saying about my Steelers. You keep saying... No, Ben Roethlisberger was so good. And if Antonio Brown was so good, why didn't y'all win a Super Bowl? And what do I always say? Because we had no defense. I always say. Somebody give Brett some props. He's had nothing but football pods without me. And he waits till I come back to make an A-B reference. This motherfucker. <laughs> no, no but, no, but seriously, every time we have this argument, do I not say the same thing? I said, yeah, bro. No, you're consistent. Our, I will, you are very consistent. came down to those two guys being fantastic or at least clutch as fuck and i always said to you the reason why i think those guys are all-time greats is because every single game we actually won was because those guys being great and we never had a losing season we made the playoffs four out of those six years we won at least a playoff game three out of those four years we made it to an AFC title game one time that's how great those two dudes were because if they weren't great we weren't even winning so and that's football when you at least have a 50 50 chance of winning once you're in the playoffs because it's one game so now I'm sitting there. This is basketball. And yes, Kevin Durant, Kyrie Irving, two of the greatest players we've ever seen. But I'm sitting there saying the history of sports tells me this isn't going to win. You cannot ask two people to be brilliant every single game just in order to have a chance of winning. That's the key word, chance. Because Kyrie was, like you said, Kyrie was brilliant in game one. We still lost. Mm-hmm. Kevin Durant was brilliant in game four. We he wasn't brilliant. That's, that's, that's the misnomer. He was just him. 
That was that, that no, wasn't game four, game four. He had a, a really good game. He had a but really we, good game. But, but KD is great. We, but we, but we still lost. But we still lost. The point of the matter is, they had to be brilliant, just like the Steelers. They had to be brilliant just to give us a chance of winning. And that's why I was saying, like, bro, I keep telling you, y'all keep throwing out these great names. Great names don't mean shit if you don't play the right way. If you do not, the history of sports tells us you have to be a good defensive team. I've heard a couple of dumb takes that I just want to share with everybody because this is my pod and I like sharing people's dumb takes. makes me feel better about my dumb takes. Um, The dumbest take that I've seen coming out of this sweep is a air quotes Nets fan saying we should trade Kyrie Irving. Now, when I say that in your head, you're probably like, for who? Dame Lillard? Something, somebody like that? Hell, even a, a Russell Westbrook because there's machinations of 2k that would make sense in your head for that right reuniting the old thunder reuniting the old calves in different areas that makes sense no i saw some asshole say trade kyrie irving for pat bev i'm gonna let all y'all marinate on that for a second and then another one comes from one of my homeboys one of my best friends in the world shout out sats you dumb motherfucker you said this is just like and as bad, but just like when the Nets traded, that made the trade with the Celtics for Paul Pierce and KG. He, you said this is just the same situation, but with KD and Kyrie. And I just want any, everybody well, know. I'll put you this way. James Harden, if Ben Simmons never plays for us, the James Harden trade will be just as bad. And I said it then. Yes. Yeah, 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 yeah. I get that point of it. But you can't compare the free agent signings of Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving to the Celtics trade. No, like, you just can't. That's not what it is. And again, and, and again, and here's, here's the sad part. The optimistic part of me says, hey, we'll be fine next year. Ben will finally play. Katie Kyrie will, will be good. Because I, I said, if Ben Simmons doesn't play, we have no chance. Because he did give us things that we needed. Defense, playmaking, rebounding, all that bullshit. Yeah. Oh, yeah. He didn't play. So, if he does play next year, I do think we'll be a good team. If I, but, I, but, but that's the point. I hate to say it. It's always – as a Nets fan, you just start to feel that we're cursed because it's always no, – No, I don't feel cursed. I'm annoyed. That's why I said, yo, my, yo we both have love no, for Kyrie. Here, here, here's what I mean by that. Here's what I mean by I feel like if this was any other team that had Kyrie Irving and Kevin Durant, they would have at least made a finals appearance by now. Like, for, uh, forget, forget – Forget make you know all this other crap. I feel like they would have at least made a finals appearance. It's just like the Nets just can't catch a break. Even well, even well no, I, I want to make you feel better because what I'm about, I'll, I'll, I'll respond to you first. No, because okay, so 2019, the 2019 playoffs, just for everybody to follow along timeline wise, is when D'Angelo Russell, Karis LeVert, Joe Harris, all of them lost to the Celtics in round one. Great year, really, really gritty team. One of the my favorite teams of all time. Sixers. The, the, yeah, the Sixers. Uh, what I say? Celtics. Oh, my bad. They lost to the Sixers in the first round. We signed KD and Kyrie and DeAndre Jordan. 2020, the bubble. So, so exactly. 2021. KD's a killer. So I'm not talking about that. Yet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I'm just saying. So last year was the first real year, and we lost to what became the eventual champions in a seven-game series that apparently is being remembered fondly by basketball fans. So as much as it hurt us, at, at least it is what it is. We lost to the champs. This year is the first big, 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 big 
what the fuck disappointment. Last year hurt. Last year was damn. This was our year. It was like the Bills missing, you know, the the the, the, the wide right, right? It hurt. The next loss is like, what the fuck? This is what we're at now. But like what you said, this isn't like the 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 the, the Celtics trade at all, because I want to know why. Kyrie and Katie have already been nets longer than that. The reason why the optimism isn't there is because we don't know what the hell's going on with Ben Simmons. We we assume he's going to play at some point next year. We don't know. Can I think real quick about Ben Simmons? If the mandate comes back next year, do we really think Kyrie's going to say, fuck it, I'll take the shot this year? I know Kyrie really well. When that man has his mind set on something, it's very hard for him to take his mind off of it. Kyrie has played 47% of his games. Yeah, if the mandate comes back next year, I can really see him sitting there saying again, I'm not taking the shot. Then we got to do that all over again. So there's no op- there's no optimism for me next year because I don't know what this team is going to do next year. I, now, I, I, I feel like it's even worse than that because with just on our team, between what Kai's done with the Vax, again, bro, you've played 47% of the time. Just as a Nets fan, that means Nets fans have don't get to see you more than half the time period, over three years. But Ben Simmons and Kyrie, their actions what unintentionally are going to impact the CBA. And we know, me and you, the worst part about this is me and Brett know. It's not, we don't guess, we know Kyrie cares about the players you need. I, I'm not going to say Ben doesn't, and I'm not, and I, and I don't like Ben. I don't like him as a fan. But as a human being, get your money, bro. I can, say this on the, I can say this on the podcast. I've already talked to Kai about this. Don't be surprised if they call it the Kyrie Clause with a K. Even, even, though, even though that should pertain to Ben Simmons and John Wall and guys like that, they're going to make an example out of you because you're you. They're going to call it the Kyrie Clause. I'm telling you. Yeah, there's going to be a Ben Simmons Clause about uh, retroactively getting your money. That's, those are the two things that are going to happen. There's going to be something about a medical exemption that doesn't guarantee you your money in those games. And there's going to be something about how if you have mental issues, you're only guaranteed a percentage of your money, not 100% of it. Mark my words, I might have sounded stupid as hell, but I also did say we would get out coach and that's how we would lose. As much of a generalization as it was, it's called Nets propaganda, people. Anyway, it re- I'm just, I'm, I'm already over Ben Simmons because we called us, the collective Nets fans, not just being Brett, but us Nets fans gave Darren Williams hell for not being Chris Paul. Darren Williams, for all of his fucking problems, for all of his questionable intangibles about his heart, like on the court, not his heart away from the court, dude does work. All the autism shit, I've never forgotten. I've always appreciated it. But on the court, we've questioned your heart. You know what the difference between Ben Simmons and Darren Williams is? Through all of Darren Williams' mental shit, he always was there if he was healthy. Bad ankles and all. Even when he, was, even when he wasn't healthy, we forget he played with ankle splint with uh, with um, chipped ankles. Mm-hmm. He had that bad wheels. That fucking hurts. And, and, and now, and now I'm supposed to be here acting like a dude that's had good stats in the NBA is the savior when the dude couldn't get up for a game that had pretty much zero pressure. Well, but, and by the way, that was stupid. That was, again, that was, I'm not even mad about Ben Simmons about that. That was stupid on the Nets part. You put it out there that he could play, but again, better coaching, by the way, you put it out there that he could be there for game four, five, and six. You know what the Celtics said? Oh, okay. We're going to bring back Robert Woods game three because idiots, that's the more important game. And by the way, even though Robert, Robert Woods didn't play, a lot his small little impact helped so 
The eight minutes that you gave Blake Griffin, you're telling me that you couldn't have gave that to, to Ben Simmons? No, Ben Simmons didn't want it. But what no, but what I'm saying is by you putting it out there that he was coming back game four when you're already down. Because he wasn't gonna play game three. Game. I'm not putting that on coaching. I'm not putting that on the net. That makes no sense. If you could play Monday, what the fuck? Why can't you play? No, Saturday? I agree, but that's Ben Simmons. That's clutch sports. But no, but what I'm saying is this shouldn't have even said something. No, I, I, I get that. But every fucking game, every game since the trade, we've been asked. And and, and I'm I'm with the Nets. If you're if you're even playing me and saying, oh, well, maybe game four, fuck it. I'm saying it because you've been playing this maybe game for months. Bro, I had if I said if you my thing is if you say maybe game four, and I'm saying, okay, cool. So you're definitely playing game three. Like that, that's just my thing is either keep them out. Or don't say shit at all. I agree. I 100% agree. But I'm saying, and this is my news hat on, right? It wasn't the Nets that said game four. It was Ben Simmons' side that said game four. And, And what he thought was it wouldn't go public. Because the Nets felt if you can go game four, you could go game three. And maybe, as stupid as it may be, but it makes sense to anybody else that has to work for a living, that that would pressure you into showing up. Because at the end of the day, I'm trying to be respectful of mental issues because it affects everybody differently. But one thing I've been through is is a back injury. And from that back injury, I had my own anxiety and depression. So I'm speaking from a place of at least I can relate to it. And you're playing fucking basketball. You're getting paid millions to play basketball. This ain't war. You're not in an octagon. You're not getting punched in the face. I have a bad back. Yo, give me Ben Simmons' talent and money, and I would have played last year with two herniated discs. Like, yo, we all got shit going on, and I'm trying to be so respectful of mental issues. It's been a fucking year. You've had a year. I've given you as a human being a whole year, a calendar year for you to get your mind right. And you can't hoop. There's dudes dying younger than you. Yeah, but when you're down 03, I'm not bringing you back for game four. That's Yo, I don't care about 03. I don't care. About, like, uh, that's all besides the point. We're talking about basketball. Okay, put your AI tone on. We're talking practice. We're talking games. These are games. There's dudes, Ben Simmons age, 25 years old, in the dirt because they were fighting a war. Whether that's in the Middle East, whether that's in Ukraine, there's shit going on that's actually real. There's people getting shot five minutes down the road from where I am right now. So I just want to know, what is the big fucking deal about you facilitating a goddamn offense and Ding up for eight minutes and then saying, hey, man, I can't go. And then the whole world gives you this, this slack. You couldn't even do that. Soft. Soft. So my thing is again, what optimist do I have is going to do it next year? Exactly, I don't have any faith in it. And, and that's the thing. And that's the thing. A back, you can't even you can't even say anything about it. if he tweaks his back coming into training camp. Then what? Exactly. No, but that's what's going to happen regardless. He's going to say, "Oh man, I was practicing so good all summer, and oh, it's September now. Ouch, my back. I have a bad back." I can I understand how that works, but Brett, you know more than most people, bro. If I had his contract. I would have been out last year way sooner with a bad back still. Trying. I had a, I was hurt. I couldn't walk last playoffs. Like when we were watching the games, all of us enjoying the Nets Buck series after they beat the Celtics. Both of those series, I was like I couldn't walk really. That's how bad my back was. Listen, this is this is what I'm gonna say. 
if you're the Nets and you have any inkling that this is going to keep going, call Washington right now. Right now. And say, yo, sign and trade Bradley Bill for Ben Simmons. <laughs> what the fuck would Washington do that for? Hey, it's, it's the three-team trade. I wanted to do it at the trade. Yo, share. Yo, okay, Brett, I know you I know you got used to just running the dope blog solo these last couple of weeks, but I didn't know you were smoking that good as shit without me. So I'm going to need you to pass no, it. No, no, hold on, hold on. Because I'm going I'm, I'm to explain to you why Washington might do it. No, they wouldn't. No, I wouldn't do it. Let me, can, I, can you let me finish? Same reason why I said during the three-team trade, Bradley Bill's a free agent. He can go, he can go anywhere. You can, you can lose him for nothing. If you do a sign and trade, maybe Ben Simmons wants to play for you guys because there's no pressure. There's no, no spotlight on him. And you could build around him, which is what he's always wanted with Philadelphia, a team that's going to be built around him. What's so, this, what, what are the nets? Where's the pressure? It's built around him. It's, you can't get more around him than, than what the nets are. It's nothing well, but three-point shooters. So, we completely well, hold on, hold on, hold on. The Nets are still championship or bust, and if Ben Simmons doesn't play well in the playoffs, and he's the reason why we lose, that is pressure. Washington is not making. The yo, playoffs. get the yo, but then why would Washington even want that? You're, you're pretty much saying, okay, I only want no pressure, and the second we hit the playoffs, I'm too much of a bitch to play. Like, what are you playing in the playoffs for? Every team wants to win the chip. That's the pressure of it. It's every team has the same pressure to win. I mean, not Sacramento. If Sacramento was the eight seed, I don't think anyone's bitching out except for Ben Simmons. If we trade him to Sacramento and somehow they make the playoffs, all of a sudden he's going to be like, well, this is too much pressure for me. What are we talking about? It's basketball, bro. It's not even football. I, I, I said I said war. I said combat sports. I talked about getting punched in the face. There's football players out here, man. Like you have you you can't ball. That you you can't do what we do for free. Go up to the park and just ball out. You're getting paid millions, millions, money that is generational, and you just can't. Like that's it. That's all. That's all. bro. We got real problems out here. I'm really like past my point. Like we, I gave you a year as a human being, gave you the benefit of the doubt for well, a year. Well, we'll see. We'll see. Before we go, because this is our season finale, unfortunately. For the Nets, uh, at least. For the Nets. Well, football even, never stops. Even, even even BS and at work, we only got like probably like two more pods for the season finale of that. Um, Charles yeah. lost the bet. So now, Charles, for the rest of the pod, you need to go say some nice things about your best friend, Reggie Miller, and about the Indiana Pacers. Because you, as a Nets fan, you fucking traitor, you put your money on the Knicks. And I ain't forget. And you know what's funny? Not only, and what I love about it is you put your money on the Knicks. Not only did you lose the bet, you didn't even have a shot in hell. They didn't even they didn't even tease you unless you think you had a chance. They fucking suck. And I love that for you. Okay, yeah. well, I, ha- I have to praise Indiana, number one. Not just no, I Reggie, said Miller. Reggie Miller. I said Reggie Miller. Okay. Reggie, Reggie Miller is one of the greatest shooters of all time, and he has this amazing tweet. I'm going to read it. Come on, man. Not for game four when it was rumored you were going to make your debut. This dude has zero competitive fire. As small as a chance as the Nets have to come back in this series, you still have KD and Kyrie. All you need is one game. Win one game and take it from there. Hashtag man up. All-time great tweet from Reggie Miller. Another thing Reggie Miller did really good. Beat the Knicks. Pissed off Spike Lee. Another thing Reggie Miller did really good, lose to the Nets in the playoffs. 
All these things I love Reggie Miller for. And not for nothing, in all seriousness, pretty good on TV. I've always liked him as a broadcaster. And that's not even me being funny. It's like him and Jalen Rose. Hated them as players. Love them them behind the, the TV talking to me about the sport. As far as the state of Indiana, you gave us Mike Pence. Fuck you. Everything else, though, is kind of all right. Like uh, Pat McAfee. He's really cool. He played for your state. I like him a little bit, uh, more than a little bit. He had a great WrestleMania match, like kind of like a classic match. I had a match with Vince McMahon afterwards. Did you hear about that? Yeah. He lived his dream. It's actually heartwarming. You would you would actually enjoy it a lot. What else is in Indiana that I don't have to hate on? Um, the Colts. They got rid of Carson Wentz. He's a bitch. That, that's, that was really good. Like, good good for them. The Colts are always looking to rebuild. The Colts have been actually a consistent organization. Their owner's a little shady, likes popping pills, getting drunk and going out driving. But overall, they seem to be treating players really well and seem to be a first-class organization. Uh, the, the basketball team. I have to say something about the Pacers. Yep. The pinstripe Navy uh, jerseys. They're really nice. I always liked them. I'm not saying anything nice about the Hoosiers or whatever the fuck they are because I don't know what that means. But Bojan Bogdanovic, he was a pacer once. I like him a lot, too. He's really cool. (laughs) How much longer do I got to do this? I love this. I love it. Oh, my goodness. What was the time limit? What was the time limit of this? We're supposed to do it for the whole pod, but I didn't want to. No, it was not the whole pod. Go back. Go back and watch it. It was supposed to be for the whole pod. It was supposed to be a whole pod's worth of stuff. All right. I got more. Don't worry. Uh, Matthias, what's his face? And the other pass rusher that was on the uh, the Peyton Manning Colts. Peyton Manning got all the fucking credit for those teams. They said they had no defense. There's like three Hall of Famers on that defense. What's his name? Bob Sanders out in the secondary. And that pass rush was amazing. And But oh, oh, Peyton Manning was the only player. Man, that whole team quit to get Andrew Luck. Andrew Luck, he was really good. Wonder what happened to him. Wasn't a terrible offensive line. I'm saying a bunch of good things about uh, Indiana. Oh my God, what else? the fuck else oh paul george he, he was the lebron stopper for a little bit <laughs> ladies and gentlemen hold on hold on i'm not done i'm not done paul george he was he was the lebron stopper for a little bit lance stevenson legend awesome remember when roy hibbert was like the epitome of centers that happened in indiana remember when the Pacers were going to beat the heat man everyone was riding their dick for a little Danny bit ranger the net that the net that never was my to this day my dad almost had a heart attack when we didn't pick danny ranger i will never forget that yo okay oh, by the way before i stop doing right over danny granger got hurt at the most inopportune time and that sucks I didn't know he was supposed to be a net. I think it's hilarious your dad holds that ill will. My personal should have been a net is John Wall. We'll always say that. But no, no, no. You don't remember like we had we could have picked Danny Granger. We picked uh uh Andrew Wright, I think his name was Antoine Wright. We picked Antoine Wright. And this is how bad that pick was. David Stern didn't even get back to the he didn't even get behind stage before Indiana like threw the card at him and he went right back up to the stage. And said, so, uh, okay, well, with the next pick, the Pacers take Danny Granger. And my, I swear, I thought I was going to lose my dad that day. I really did. He was like, what? You, you've said on this pod how your dad's like the most negative Steelers fan of all time. I just want to say to everybody, you are your father when it comes to the Nets. No, I'm not. I'm no, not. you are. You are. No, no, here's the, no, no. Here's the difference between, I'm t- uh, here's the difference between me and my father. 
Now he'll, he'll say I'm realistic. That's what he always says. I'm realistic. I'm realistic. But Doesn't Brett say that to me? Doesn't but Brett say that to me? Hold on. But here's the difference. Here's the difference. My dad's the type of person that thinks everybody's overrated. Everybody sucks. He's that guy that he could coach better than this guy. He could coach better than that guy. I say it all. I say it all the time. If I was an owner of a team, I would never let my dad around the front office because I would go away on vacation one day and come back. My coach is gone. My star player is traded. My other star player got benched. This other guy just got flat out cut. And I'm like, Dad, what happened? All oh, these guys are bums. All of them. They're all bums. I had to get rid of all of them. And I and I'll sit there and I'll say, My God, if it was up to my dad, my time would have been got fired. If it was up to my dad, Ben Rossberg would have been got traded. If it was, he didn't like Troy Polamalu at one point. Let, let, I'm just, I'm just going to put that in perspective, okay? He didn't like Troy Polamalu at one point. He didn't like – he thought Antonio Brown was too small to play football. What got? What we get Antonio Brown? He's too damn small. And, by the way, that's why another reason why I say, you know, Antonio's the GOAT, because that's the only time my dad had turned around like, yeah, I'm not going to lie. That's the baddest brother I've ever seen in my life. That's how I knew Antonio Brown was the GOAT. I said, wow, my dad complimented a player? Lord have mercy. This guy has to be good. So that's the difference between me and my dad. Notice, I ain't say trade the whole team. Do a, I didn't say that. All I said was, yo, Steve Nash should be demoted. We should get a better coach, and we'll be fine. That's the difference between me and my father. With that being said, I'm the unforgettable one. You can find me at Never Forbred Me. That's N E V A underscore the number four B R E T T underscore M E on Instagram and Twitter. Oh, and like Ricky Rubio and Miles Turner and Buddy Heald. I'm technically a fan of those people. So there's more positive things about the state of Indiana. Are are you all done now? You're all happy that I I talked about the state of Indiana, a state named after Indians, you know, where there's no Indians in that damn state. Anyway, my name is Charles Day. You can find me at Not the Chuck D on all the socials. We're at the underscore dope blog on Instagram at the dope blog, all one word on Twitter at www.thedope.blog. And this dude has been killing it on YouTube. Mind you. I did not do a mock. I just want to clarify for everybody because I did. I'm not in the mocks any in every year, but especially in years like this year, where I'm not going to pretend that I know a damn thing. So I'll give my you know responses to the draft on the next BS Network or whatever about the Giants and all that. But Brett did all the work. I literally said to Brett, "I'm just going to be standing here looking at you, bro. <laughs> like I, I, I'm taking your word for it. Like you, you could have wrote the script, but he did a damn good job. He did six mocks that's more than i've done since the, the blog started well actually remember there were like 0.5 oh yeah the 0.5 see i was counting whole numbers so yeah well, i appreciate that and speaking of if you're watching this on youtube please like share subscribe and remember kids don't ever put your money on the knicks join us next time as we discuss other people's excellence which does fuck not include excellent. the knicks because the knicks are not excellent and love you guys them. Bye. And I hate you, Celtic. I'm ill. I'm ill. Sicker than your average. I'm ill. I'm ill. Sicker than your average. What the fuck? I'm ill. Sicker than your average. What the fuck? I'm ill. What the fuck? I'm ill. Sicker than your average.